you heard at Sports Radio. Top of the key, Adu gets it. Adu's going to give it back to Connect. He turns, bombs away a three, got again. What a barrage by wow. Dalton Connect. Well, at some point, if you're Missouri, you're going to have to hedge out on that spot, high ball screen, but they're not doing it. 58-52. Dallin Hall slow bounce right in front of us here at the Marion Center. Jackson. Jackson for three. Yes! He hits it left side! And BYU's by eight. You called it, Mark. 74-66. Ran into Klingon in there. Ashworth with the three. Picking up where he left off. Creighton's already matched their total output from the first meeting. Miller. Set three. Three points tonight. And Green on the 4-2. Then up a nice little slip. Again, Charmin within the confines. Not forcing it. And the inbound taken away. Farabello is going to dribble it out. And the Blue Jays have never flown higher for the first time in program history. They've beaten number one. Good morning. Welcome into Nerd Out Sports Radio here on AM 590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That's DB. I'm Robbie Lula, and we are got a lot to cover from last night. Yeah, what goings-ons this morning, man? How you doing? Your I'm, voice is a little raspy. It's a, yeah. All right, let's get it going. Let's, let's, try let's to loosen get, up yeah, a little let, bit. Let's get it going. Get, get those vocal cords going. There's obviously no singing in the shower for you last night or this morning or whatever it is that you got inside that thing that you call a beard. And I see you got the man bun whipped up. We got Shane over here, man. Let's. Yeah. No, I got the. You know, I got the sinuses. And so, are you are you still a little under the weather? I feel fine. Yeah, I feel fine. It's just the. I think it went sixty. To thirty to sixty. Okay. And my sinuses were not having it. Okay. You know. What you I mean? seem very hurt right now. Yeah. No worry. I'll be over here. <laughs> yeah. Just cough into the old monster. We'll go this way over here. No, it's uh. No, I get I get like the sinus pressure and then yeah. I can't breathe through my nose. Who, and who'd, then, you, who'd you bring the germs to last night, Matt D. Marinas? Oh, Matty D. and our guy JP. Yeah. So. Did Jacob Padilla not get the bat? I gave the bat signal to Jacob Padilla to his face. To like come out and this literally said, hey, mm-hmm. I need you. Come see your boy. Yeah. But he's so stinking good-natured, it's like I can't go in. What do you mean you can't go in? Well, like, have you ever been mean to Jacob? No, I don't think so. I, don't, I never have. We've gotten in arguments. Yeah, what do those look like? He's very practical. They're just basketball arguments. No, no, he and I have those. I would call yeah. those discussions. Uh, we've had a couple get heated. His delivery is sensational, though. It's like, well, I mean, he'll hit you with like the matter of fact. Yeah, he's tone. very, he's very factual. Yeah, he's very yeah. to the point. One hundred percent. You know, it's a matter of interpreting those facts. That's where we t- tend to differ a little bit sometimes. Yeah. So, did you end up going to bed, or like what happened? I did. Yeah. How I, come you didn't watch Nevada? How come you didn't watch the end of? Did, did you have? Did you have the library set? I think that's important. The library, yeah, on my YouTube TV. Yeah, yeah, I got it all set. I'm gonna. I, I actually watched Godzilla versus Kong, so I don't <laughs> even know why I'm over here capping. <laughs> no, I, uh, I was, I was, I was knee deep in the in the upset last night. Yeah. Although was we're it, not what, calling it an upset what, for you because you called it. Yeah. Was there an upset? I mean, 15 over a one is technically upset. <laughs> yeah. That was that UConn was UConn was favored. So that that's was, an upset. Yeah, yeah, yes, they were. It was. So, so how about folks like 
loitering around the gate entrance area at four o'clock. That's aggressive. Was that a big? Was it a big game? I think it was pretty big. I I will say, I've been to basically every big game in the Coach Mack era mm-hmm. at the very least. Yeah. That was the loudest that place has ever yeah, been. Yeah, it was deafening. It was crazy. But I have another. I have another thing for you. What's that? When you looked at the, how much of that has to do with in, in your opinion, and mm-hmm. your in your recollection since thirteen or whatever mm-hmm. twelve, uh, had to do with the opponent. Oh, it was a lot. Okay. They hate Dan Hurley as yep. much as I do. Like, you could totally tell. Mm-hmm. There's vitriol. It, it is 100% personal. Oh, yeah. They hate Hurley. Yeah. Now, part of it is because Hurley chirps back at him, too. Yeah. Like, he, he's not one of those coaches that won't say anything. Uh, I believe he's dropped, if I remember correctly, because I've sat behind him several times mm-hmm. in those games, which still hasn't won a game in Omaha, just for whoever's keeping track here. But Tried to tell you. You did try and tell me. I wasn't as confident as you were. I should have listened. It wasn't even just the fact that they were going to win. It was how. Mm-hmm. It was the why. And how about this? How about our boy Jason Green? The greenhouse effect, baby. Oh, man. We were both on that one. <laughs> so, he, But here's the thing. Can I just I just want to go back to something and, and fawn and yeah, let's do I lament over the my, why, my affinity for, for Jason Green. Okay. So, you know, we used to do the – the hoops podcast and mm-hmm. we'll probably get back to any B preps at at some point if, if young Jacob wants to still be my friend. Yeah. Well if you ever feature fixture tweet that. And so um and I remember like since he since Jason has been in high school and I'm not there were there were so and all of this greenhouse effect talk, mm-hmm. Farabello's minutes are going to get overshadowed. Yeah. I thought he was critical, especially with some of his on-the-ball defense at times when I felt like Creighton was kind of scrambling. Mm-hmm. Um, so Farabella will get a little overlooked. Excuse me, overlooked. Well, especially because Trey got into foul trouble in the second half. But so They needed him. So I remember, I remember a conversation that I had um, with, 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 with a great coach that has won a couple of state titles mm-hmm. at Miller North. And this kind man was at the grocery store. One Mr. Cannon, perhaps? Yes, mm-hmm. Mr. Tim Cannon. This was going into last season. Okay. And he said, you know, Damon. I said, hey, Coach, what's going on? This is a real story. You, mm-hmm. you see Coach Cannon, you ask him about this. And he, he said, I, I know, you know you really like baseball. And, and that's your sport, and, you know, the football thing is obvious, he said. But, you know, I, I like your approach to basketball. Mm-hmm. I said, well, why is that, coach? And talk to me. Well, I mean, you know these kids at the high school level, and you don't speak bad about the kids. I thought he was just going to go into this nice thing, mm-hmm. right? He said, but you said some things over the last couple of years, in particular, you know, about our team and, and, and Jason Green. And I just want you to know how much – I appreciate you getting inside the stats with Jason Green. I said, oh, why is that? So, well, you, you talked about his weak side rebounding and mm. his, his help defense and his weak side defense and his spatial awareness. And he said, he's an amazing kid. I said, oh, coach, you don't understand. Like, <laughs> he lives you know, directly across the street from my daughter, and he's played in my kiddo's organization, not my kiddo, uh, Mitchell's organization for a while. And he was the poster child. See, J.G. was the poster child. The first time that I have seen parents 
be interactive and say, hey, you know what? I know he's the biggest, tallest kid on the court, but he's not going to play with his back to the basket. Mm. So he only played with us the first couple of years, even though Alvin's teams were really good. Mm -hmm. Like he was probably the first really good player at a young age to say, ah, you know what, I want to handle the ball. Mm -hmm. But we had, I mean, we had some really good guards throughout. So JG kind of went and did his own thing. Mm -hmm. His basketball IQ, I'm not going to go as far as to say like Savant or whatever, but he, he's extremely bright. Mm -hmm. Like just watch him on the floor. So when Coach Cannon was talking, he goes, and, and everybody's talking about who's going to play the four at Creighton and this. And he said, I was, I'm glad to see that you, that you brought up Jason Green because nobody's talking about that kid in this offseason. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, I got in my car and had my, had my little mush, my shiitakes already <laughs> pre-cut. I, I knew what I was getting. We were going to do um, stroganoff. Okay. Okay. That, that, so that's why I, I, I knew, and I, I was thinking about that for a second last night, right? Mm -hmm. His his ability to stay with it, mm -hmm. and just what's needed on the floor. Everybody, not everybody, Coach McInerney, because he and I had this conversation, uh, and and Adam too, uh, another one of my buddies that really follows Creighton. Like Jason Green can shoot the basketball, mm -hmm. and and. And people, it's almost like he's been pigeonholed into kind of this role where yeah, the hustle glue guy. He can still he can still stretch, and he's going to get much better. Oh yeah. So when he when the the three caromed and he came back and he got the block, mm -hmm. and it was like and Mac lost his mind, right? It was like celebratory. It, those are the kinds of things that he has done his entire life. Yeah. You know, a, a shot would go up from, you know, Jane Jackson or one of these guys. I'm talking early in Miller North days. Mm -hmm. And he was he was kind of the fourth or fifth piece. This is Hunt. This is Saint. This is Jane yeah. Jackson. I mean, they had some fellas. Well, they had Max. <laughs> yeah, for a, yeah. For a couple yeah, of the little too. pogo stick. Yeah. that was doing big work down at, at, at Stanford. And, and he just got in where he fit in. That's the – and, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, especially at the high school level. Mm -hmm. A lot of these coaches, man, they, they, oh, you know, you need better players. You need good. And remember, it's just what I said yesterday. Good players is part of it. Mm -hmm. Obviously. But I've had these, these spells where I'll tell you, like, sometimes people need to be good followers, too. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's a leader. Yeah. Some, you need good followers. So – you, you can't have a room of, of, of 15 alphas, mm -hmm. right? Somebody, and I'm not saying you got to go all beta, but you gotta, your situational awareness is, is super critical. And some of these teams that think they have these really good teams coming, a lot of what derails them mm -hmm. is not their talent. It's the fact that they, they can't defer, and situationally they don't know where they need to be in the moment, right? There's... He he's unbelievable with that. He is, and his his high school career uniquely kind of set him up for the role. One hundred percent. That's that's kind of yeah. That that's exact. This is not new to him. No, this is what he's been doing for the since his entire time at Miller North. The other thing that you brought something up there that not everybody can be an alpha, right? And I don't even necessarily buy into the whole like alpha male, whatever. At least not the way society. Kind Sometimes of you need to be it, a good right? follower. Sometimes the most alpha thing you can do is whatever 
is needed of you. 100%. Right? Everybody's like, oh, I'm the alpha. I'm going to go out and score 20. Oh, I'm the alpha. I'm going to go out and take 30 shots or whatever, right? Tristan Newton last night probably looked like more of an alpha than Jason Green, right? Jason Green, and not that Tristan Newton didn't do what his team needed him too. They did. did. He, he was in a bind. Right? They, he did what he had to do for his team last night to even give them a shot, right? And it didn't obviously work out. But Jason Green did exactly what was needed of him and, and what his team needed. And we talked about this yesterday. He brings something to Creighton that they need so badly. Some athleticism, the, some defensive uh, ability. You and I were going back and forth last night about the, the many exchanges that he had when Castle was trying to get into mm-hmm. the paint. And J.G. just stayed down, forced the tough shot. Then they got the leaky run out out of it. And let me and let me remind you who that like that's subtle, right? Yes. <laughs> that's a thing that's never going to show up. Yeah, it only shows up in film. And I was like, <laughs> and, and Coach Mack is going to call it out, but to to on stat sheets, on box scores, whatever, on highlight reels, that's not showing up. But I will. I'll, I'm going to tell you this because I'm glad I'm glad you brought up Castle. That is a consensus lottery pick this year. I know. He went head to head with Jason Green. Yep. And Jason Green got the better of him. Yep. Right? That was that was Jason Green's assignment. Castle couldn't even get shots off. I think he had six shots the entire well, game. What do you think was going on with Cam Spencer? Steven Ashworth was what was going on with Cam Spencer. I don't know no, about no, listen, that. Listen, listen, I don't listen know me. about that. No, listen, because I was, I was watching Steven. I, 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 he, he, when a guy trails a screener that much. <laughs> no, listen. To I me. don't know about that. No, listen, I swear. Go back and watch. Go back I, and watch. I'm, I'm, I'm watching real time. Talk to me. I'm listening. Okay. I'm listening. Because <laughs> I, listen, I was doing the same thing as you because I, I started watching Ashworth because a lot of times when Creighton's defense is not good, it's because whoever is the trailer on those screens isn't getting through fast enough, mm-hmm. and they're not able to push the ball handler into Kalkbrenner to make it a difficult shot. Steven Ashworth, whether it was on the ball screens or they were setting some of those screens for Cam Spencer without the ball up top, he was doing such a good job getting through that screen. Now, part of it's because Klingon was in foul trouble. Right, so cling it after we got that second. Yeah, foul. I did. I didn't. I didn't love that because it, you know at one point they were up eleven three, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So after Klingon got the second foul, he was a lot less aggressive on those screens. Mm-hmm. But Ashworth did an incredible job of not even trailing the screens. He was jumping through them and staying shirt to shirt with Spencer the entire game. Mm-hmm. Like, like, just go back and watch a couple sequences. I was stunned by well, how good Well, I he saw was. him get hammered on a ball screen, and mm-hmm. it didn't get called. And yes. I thought it was because he tried to, you know, kind of get skinny in the hole and slide through. What he was doing, that's how he was getting through. But um, did, you, did you like I, – I, see, I like the fact that they let him play. And I know UConn got the, the early quick couple of fouls with um, – what's, what's his buckets that, that – uh, that, that transferred from who the I'm I'm trying to uh, he got the second foul for UConn and it wasn't clinging the wing who guy. am I missing wing guy uh, you're not talking Caravan nope I mean they got Caravan Castle Newton Spencer those are the guys fudge it's escaping me 
And I, like I felt like that was the, the the big second foul in the first half. I didn't think it was clinging necessarily because I felt like Kalk wasn't really going to work, and Creighton was kind of lo- off on the timing with all those lobs. Mm-hmm. I, although I did like the new wrinkles, like he they would go backside to the rim mm-hmm. with, with the ball screens. I was yeah. like, oh, that's crafty. Like uh, that's that's kind of that's kind of new, which is part of the reason why I liked. I'll say that goes into what you were telling me yesterday, which is why you like UConn or why you like Creighton last. Yeah, night. I just Mac was going to be better than Hurley. Yes, and he was. He was since. And I think I said this to you during the game. Did you do you watch the action outside of like fifteen feet? Yeah, it's unbelievable. And yeah, I get it. Creighton hit some shots, mm-hmm. but he's getting guys one on one. Yes, the, the, with their spot in their spots on the floor. Like it's like the action is like eighteen feet outside, you know. And I'm like, th- this is by design. Like, it was very advantageous. The looks that Creighton got yesterday compared to the first game was night and day he just He just was better. And, yes, they hit some of those shots. Obviously, Ashworth kind of went on a heater there in the first half. To Then he almost shot him back into the game. <laughs> yeah, he had a couple heat checks after halftime. But I say, I go, what is he doing? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you there. But – you were also talking about, yeah, yes, they shot well. You are also talking about a game where Baylor Shireman only took seven shots, yeah. right? It's not like everybody on the team was just on a heater. And, yes, they shot 50% from three. That's a good number. That's not, like, a crazy number. I think back size. used to it again in, in, in hockey, right, because mm-hmm. it used to be the stat, and then I was like, eh, it's kind of antiquated. Now I'm kind of like – Getting back into it? I'm, well, it's starting to matter a little because there's a lot of disparity in the NHL now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a definite cliff where good teams drop off. Mm-hmm. But anyway, not to get into NHL. But um, Farabella was plus 16. Yeah. That wasn't by accident. Mm-hmm. Like and that. he played, again, he played super important minutes, especially in the second half, because there was a pretty decent stretch there where Trey Alexander – had three fouls. Yeah, and if you're only going to play seven and a half guys, he's he's the guy. Th- you those your bench guys got to be good. And the he, the two that you're playing, right? I mean, Fred King got 12 seconds. Yeah. So strategically, did you understand what the because it went right to the under 12. So he checked in at 12:01. There was a foul on the very next. So play. maybe he just wanted to get him 30 seconds. I think he because it was like four minutes of real life time, right? Yeah, it was. I actually timed it. It was it was right about three and a half, four minutes. That's weird because I did too. <laughs> well, I'm sitting next to Maddie, and he's like, "Hey, time this real quick," and I was like, "All right." Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> but I'm a goof. Like, okay, so I'm not alone. Yeah. So it was about three and a half, four minutes of real time. But what I'm, I think Mac expected it to be longer than the. 12 seconds he probably thought hey it'll be a minute of game time I'll get five minutes of real time but they fouled almost immediately right mm-hmm. so he didn't really get that exchange but outside of that I mean what do we end up saying for minutes Kalkbrenner played 40 Shireman play only played 32 which is still got the we I think the what we were talking man and I was kind of like I thought Shireman was gonna have I was 40. just talking like 30 plus yeah right so he still fit the bill Alexander, 34, even with the foul trouble. Shireman would have been at 38, but he had the first half foul trouble. Mm-hmm. 
Ashworth played 37, which that's a big number for him because he's usually the lowest of those yeah. four. And then Miller actually played pretty good minutes. He played – he got 18, got lost a couple times defensively, but hit some big shots as well. So that was big for him. But 16 minutes out of Jason Green, 23 Three from minutes. the wing in front of Creighton's bench was a silencer. He had a couple <laughs> corner pocket threes. That's <laughs> like – Ugh, icy, because it didn't feel like he was in the rhythm of the game. At all. Not at all, because Jason Green had played so well in the first half mm-hmm. that they, I think Max said in the postgame presser, they're like, hey, you know, Jason's probably going to go back in because how well he's playing, so let's draw something up for Mason, see if we can get him in the game a little mm-hmm. bit. And then he cashed one, and they're like, ah, I guess we'll leave him in for another minute. And then he cashes another one. But uh, did you notice what they were doing on they kicks in. To, uh, Creighton, on those kicks to the corner? So uh, in, in Connecticut, when they lost that game, they were going up and challenging Klingon all the time. Yeah. And he was batting him off the backboard, and he was, it was, they couldn't get anything against him, right? Because he's too big, and if they're not going to call it when he gets into your body, there's nothing you can do. So they would get to the baseline. How many of those corner threes came off of penetration and kick across to the corner? Yeah, what, so when, when, I was, when I was talking to you during the game mm-hmm. and I was talking about Sherman getting his shots. Mm-hmm. When I said dribble and kick, th- that's what I'm talking about. Because those guys would slide down on the action late, mm-hmm. so it made it tough to get back out. Yep. Right. Yeah. And what, because and I think they would play peekaboo. Right. You're like ball, you man, mm-hmm. and they would look, and I think they they felt like they the, knew where he was gonna be, and then he would slide, and he wouldn't be there. They'd catch him out of the corner of their eye. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've drawn this action up before for my guys on, on, on baseline penetration. You catch them out of the corner of your eye at the wing, the weak side guy, mm-hmm. and so you think you're good, and you think Klingon has the baseline covered, but he doesn't because he's going for the block, right? And so if you wait, like you said, till last second to shift the weak side guy to the corner, they got open so many times on that action. And it, one or, once or twice, you're like, ah, oh, maybe it's an action or whatever. It happened over and over again. I, you know that's something that Mac had him work on. I felt like it, it, it'll show up in the stat sheet as an assist, but you're like, oh, you know, Trey had an assist. But I felt like there were some times where he would hit his mid-range and then he would get into the lane and kick it back out when he could have done what he just did two possessions earlier. Mm-hmm. And he, and they got a better look. I, I, I tell this to, to Caleb all the time. I said, the minute your team – well, there's two things the West Side's got to do. they got, they got to commit to playing good defense. Mm-hmm. And the first open guy doesn't have the best look. It's the next open mm-hmm. guy. When they do that, they got a chance. You saw it a ton last night. The first guy was open – the next guy was moral. It was wide open. <laughs> so, and, and that's a good defensive team they did it to last night. I want night. to talk about Trey. That's an incredible defensive team they did it to last night. Well, they're not Houston. Uh, no, but I'm they're just about playing. the next best. <laughs> we'll talk more about Creighton and their victory last night on Herd Sports Radio.